How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. And here we are broadcasting Healthy Matters live from the Minnesota State Fair. Dr. David Hilden, my favorite physician, is here. Hey, Danny. I guess you're Good the... morning. <laughs> See, they love you, too. The sea of people, the throngs of people here at the fair. <laughs> and you don't have any Browno pups to give them. I know, I They're know. They're here for a reason. That's to, uh, <laughs> to answer <laughs> questions. I see, uh, I see your mug and the mug we have here. So uh, for those of you who are listening on the radio, well, I'm looking out over some folks here. And I'm unfortunately looking at my own face on a stick. <laughs> and all, on a coffee mug. All those years of medical school, and it comes to that. It comes down to this. <laughs> no, right. but, no, but seriously, you know one thing is I, I grew up in Minnesota. I went to that ye old mill thing when I was knee-high to a grasshopper. I mean, I was little. And I've been coming here for decades and decades, and you know you've made it in life when you're on a stick yep. at the Minnesota State Fair and when you're on a coffee mug. So medical school, that was all right. That was okay. Getting married, having two wonderful children. That was okay. But now I've made it. I'm on a mug, and I'm, I'm on a stick at the fair. Excellent. And you're giving those away. We are giving away. So if you are um, here in the area um, of, the, of the WCCO booth, we have free coffee mugs. Um, cause, and you can just turn it around so you don't have to look at my face. If you're, you know, use your left hand and you don't have to look at me. But free coffee mugs for anybody. My colleague and coworker Paul Fury, he's around the corner there. He's got one of these hennepin shirts on. If you need a coffee mug, because you know that's the other thing about the fair is free swag. And so we've got swag this year. So get yourself a coffee mug, um, courtesy of Hennepin Healthcare and WCCO. And again, we are doing an open line show like we always do here at the Minnesota State Fair. We're not zeroing in on any particular uh, topic. So if you have any uh, health questions from here at the fair, just come on up. I'll uh, give you a microphone, and you can ask Dr. Hilden your uh, health question. You can show me your rash or something. <laughs> Please. Or <laughs> you can... <laughs> You know, the fair, it changes everything. I'd like to see if I can get Denny to, to, to laugh. Uh, we, we have a text number, as you know, Doctor. We, we have 81807, or call us. Uh, we've cleared the lines, uh, 651-989-9226. And again, uh, come on up to the deck here, to the railing, and we'll, uh, we'll field your questions. Dr. Hilden will. Open lines. What kind of a week have you had? Good week here at the hospital. Um, good week here in the Twin Cities. I know there's been a... Um, Lot in the news. I, I think maybe I know this is a medical show, and I and I, I I won't stick to current events much. But I think it's worth noting the passing of John McCain. Yes. Um, last night he was a uh, uh, he died of a, a glioblastoma, um, which is a a, a a devastating brain cancer, a brain tumor. And so I think it's just worth noting the passing of a great man, a great American, and a great patriot. And so um, just a, a shout out to to John McCain. Um, I, you know, I, I heard on the radio this morning on on. CCO that he was he was um, nominated for the president uh, here in St. Paul. So so um, uh, for his 2008 run. So that's a 
that's uh, um, just worth noting. Um, it's been an interesting day just walking into the fair. I'm, I'm reminded just looking out over this crowd and just walking into the fair of all the people that um, have touched me in my life in healthcare. So I'm standing out on Como Avenue walking in with our son Alex. He's here somewhere. And I ran into one of my medical school professors, a guy named Klaus Pirock. And Klaus was the guy that you're always afraid of in med school. <laughs> You know, he was the guy, he's, I don't know, he must be 70s or 80s. Now, Klaus looked like a million bucks, but he was my teacher at Abbott Northwestern Hospital, a hospital here in Minneapolis. And he was the kind of guy who would, he would, he would do what we used to call, it's, it's, this is a real thing, we, pimp you. He would, he would um, ask you questions and um, not let you off the hook. So he was one of these guys who would say, okay, what's the causes of low sodium in the urine? And you'd give your first answer, and then you'd give your second answer, and then you'd run out of answers. And then you were hoping he would bail you out. Klaus Perak never did that. He always said, well, I got time. And so he'd make you sit there forever and, like, standing there forever. He was one of those professors you were always afraid of. But I learned so much from Klaus Perak. And I just ran into him coming into the Minnesota State Fair. So shout out to Klaus as well. He's a... He's retired now, but um, he's still got it. He, he regaled us with stories on the way into the state. Had, had you today. not seen him for I a while? haven't seen him in, I don't know, for ages, ages and ages. But he's a great doctor. So see lots of things at the fair. I've got some family members here. I've got some, we got some visitors here that I, that I don't know. Um, so welcome all to the fair. My daughter's visiting from L.A. Wave, Abby. You got to wave. She? That's my oh, daughter right here. there. There she is. She, she is really, really probably not happy that I did it. I've got some other family members here. We've got some colleagues from Hennepin here. I've got uh, uh, Jill Jordan, one of our PAs, is here. She's a physician assistant. Next to her is Dan Hoodie. He's a, um, uh, I think you're a doctor, something like that. I know he is. I hired both of them. So, so we've got some other Hennepin people. If you didn't get a free coffee mug, they're right around the corner. They're free. And um, so uh, be sure to grab one. All right, 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. Uh, here's one. We're going to start. I have to, sometimes I have to go over here and look and see what's on the computer <laughs> yeah. screen. I'm going to read this anyway. Hello, doctor. I see that Viagra is now generic. Why did it take so long? Oh. <laughs> I okay, Danny. I can't believe that's, I didn't make that's it up. your first question of the I day. Didn't make it up. That's your first question. And it's kind of, I love the way they worded that, too. You know, why did it take so long? Um, so, um, what do I say about Viagra and why it took so long? Well, I can talk a little bit about. Um, Maybe generically, just about yeah, yeah, pharmaceuticals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's just the way drugs are developed in the United States is that we, uh, um, the, co- the companies that make them, Get a patent on it, and your patent lasts for 15 or 20 years or something like that, and nobody can do another one until that time. Once your patent runs out, then um, others can make one. So that's why it took so long. But the other thing about um, generic drugs or almost generic drugs, I recommend generic drugs. Get them. There's no point in getting the brand name drugs. There's no point, no point, no point. Um, they're, a lot of them are made in the same factories. It's just they put a label on one of them. One of them says, I'll just use Tylenol. One of them says Tylenol, and the other says acetaminophen. It's made in the same factory. And so you don't need to get um, brand name drugs. And I'll, get the, I'll raise the ire of drug companies everywhere just by saying that. But you don't, you don't need to do that. But what's, what pharmaceutical companies do often is they take their drug one year before it's about to run out, the patent's about to run out, and they modify it just a little bit. They modify the drug. They make it better by 5% maybe. They give it a new name and now they have another 15% or 15-year 
patent on it. So it's um, I was recently overseas. I was in Africa and needed to get an, uh, 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 a medication, and I went and bought it at a pharmacy. It would have been by prescription here, and it was $3 in this um, remote Kenyan village. And I bought uh, a medication that here would have been 150 and it was $3. So um, we have a definitely a, a, a system here for better or for worse. All right. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. A lot of folks, as you know, Doctor Hilden likes uh, the, the like the uh, text method. That is eight one eight zero seven. Here's one. It says, "I have dermatitis on my leg. What is it? How do I get? How did I get it? How do I prevent it? And how do I get rid of it?" Wow. Well, so dermatitis. Um, so if you guys know what itis means, itis just means inflammation. So you ever got an, an itis, you got an inflammation, sinusitis or cellulitis or dermatitis. So you got inflammation of your legs. That's the most generic term. Dermatitis um, can be just a rash or something caused by any number of things. It can be allergic. You could have an allergy. It could be um, uh, autoimmune. You can have a, cyst, uh, a problem in your skin that is, um, comes from within your own body. It can be a, an, an what we call an irritant. Um, uh, it can be a contact dermatitis. So if you think of poison ivy, you get poison ivy, you get a rash, that's a contact dermatitis. All of those are different causes of rashes and inflammation of your skin. So how do you get rid of it? You've got to find the cause. Um, it, a lot of people have like eczema that's related to allergies, so that would be an allergy thing. Um, uh, other people have um, rheumatologic conditions, so that's a rheumatology thing. So go to your primary doctor, find out what's causing it. There's almost always a cream for that. There's a joke in dermatology. You know, here's a little aside. Dermatologists are among the um, happiest doctors there are. They're among the best paid doctors there are, and um, they only have two things. They only do two things. If the rash is wet, make it dry, and if it's dry, make it wet. <laughs> That's what they do. And right now, my dermatology friends are, uh, are not too happy. <laughs> no, really, if it's, a, if it's a wet rash, you know, kind of fungal, you put an antifungal thing on it. And if it's a dry rash, like an inflammatory, you put a corticosteroid on it, like hydrocortisone. So that's a, kind of a joke for those of us who don't do dermatology. I actually have... Great friends. Now, on that specialty, I've never asked you this. Now, they go through medical school, as you did, mm -hmm. but how, how much more schooling for that specialty? Yeah, there's another. Um, they, do, they do the four years of college, then they do the four years of medical school, and then they do four more years of dermatology training at a minimum. So it's a, it's a long haul. Actually, dermatologists are really smart. It's, it's sort of a pattern recognition thing. They, they, they look at what you have on their skin, and usually very quickly they're able to tell what you have. All right. You know, I know we have to break it. Let me give the phone number and the text number because more texts have come in since we were chatting. Uh, that number is 81807 or call us, 651-989-9226. And I know uh, we're going to head to the break, but before we uh, do... All right. Um, thanks, um, Danny. So come if you're here at the fair, make sure you come next week. Um, and you can get another free mug. We won't ask if you got one this week. Um, we're talking about eating right. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read off what, what one of my colleagues is doing. There's, um, if you were listening a few weeks ago, I was gone. But my colleague, Natalie Eichmann, who is a physician assistant at our Golden Valley Clinic, she runs a program called The Great Slim Down. And um, uh, if you missed that, you want to maybe want to go um, you know, listen to the podcast of that. But she was talking about her, the title of her show was From Couch to 5K. 
Like if you're a couch potato, how do you run a 5K? Well, there is a 5K coming up. It's September 9th. It's called Charlene's Dog Run. And the reason I'm promoting Charlene's Dog Run is that Charlene was a woman who had a very bad brain injury and didn't survive. She loved her dogs. She ran with her dogs. And so um, the Charlene's Dog Run is in her honor, and all proceeds go to traumatic brain injury research at Hennepin. So Natalie talked about that. Um, so the 5K is Charlene's Dog Run, Sunday, September 9th. Um, go to uh, charlenesdogrun.com. Excellent. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back uh, here at the fair. If you have a question here at the fairgrounds, just come on up to our railing. We'll get you a microphone. You can ask Dr. Hilden your general health question. Call us or text us. The phone number is 651-989-9226, or uh, we're getting a bunch of texts, as you can see, Dr. Hilden, 81807. In the Twin Cities, 69 degrees. I see some blue sky, but later on today, we are expecting some showers. Some of them could be severe. You stay tuned to News Talk 830-WCCO. And welcome back to the uh, veranda, our porch here at the Minnesota State Fair. It's a Healthy Matters show. This one, an open line show. We always like to do an open line show, uh, occasionally anyway. But then uh, certainly at the fair, it gives us a chance uh, to uh, keep you on your toes uh, with the listeners here at the fairgrounds and, of course, the callers and the texters, too. And we have a good crowd this morning. It's we a do. beautiful day here at the fairs, and, and this is the time to be here, you know, because Very it's, comfortable. it's comfortable, and it's, not, and it's not raining yet, and it's not going to rain until this afternoon, right? That's right. That's, that's, what right. They, that's what they say. All right. So um, I, I did have somebody asked a question cause, uh, about medical training. I've had actually two this morning that are similar to that. Is like, what are the various levels of, of what do you do? I mean, getting in careers in medicine, somebody was asking me. And um, in the nursing realm, you know, you have medical assistants and you have registered nurses and then you have nurse midwives and you have um, doctors of nurse practitioner. They become nurse practitioners. And then in physicians um, and on the, on the non-nursing side, on the medical side, you have um, uh, medical school, becomes a doctor, becomes a surgeon or whatever I do. You have physician assistant school, which is an independent licensed practitioner who can um, uh, um, – we hire loads of PAs at, at Hennepin and nurse practitioners. And so there's a um, – a PA can work independently in a clinic, in a hospital, in a, um, all over the place. And so that's another um, two- to four-year school after you do college in PA school. Nurse practitioner school is additional school a couple of years after you do um, nursing. So it's, uh, there's lots of different medical um, careers. All are um, integral parts of the team. One thing um, I've learned in, in recent years is that the Marcus Welby doesn't exist anymore. It's not just the doctor who tells you everything to do, and then everybody else does it. Now we work in teams, and we have teams of um, a, a whole bunch of different people and, and uh, different um, phys- you know, therapists, PT and OT and speech pathologists and PAs and nurse practitioners and the doctors and the nurses and the patients. And so we all work in teams now. And so that, those were good questions. Somebody had asked me that. All right. I'm going to get a lot closer because this, uh, this font is getting smaller. It's getting smaller with each, every passing each, year. Each, each passing year. All right. Uh, we, another dermato- dermatological question. Oh, good grief. Uh, a week ago, Texter says, I developed red dots on my feet and ankles. They are not raised and they don't itch. Look like polka dots. What could that uh, cause that? Um, <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm actually doing? I'm literally looking at one of my physician colleagues in the audience, and I'm saying, okay, Dan, what is this? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I don't know. Well, you can't I, see it. I don't it? know. So they have dots on their feet. So 
There's a couple things. Now, this is probably not what this person has, but you can get some rashes on the hands and feet, and conveniently, it's called hand, foot, and mouth disease. So that, that's one. That's a virus caused by, I think, Coxsackie um, virus and a few other viruses. So um, that's a possibility. That's, um, that's usually in kids. You can have something that's due to your vasculature that leads to little dots, um, and that is if your platelets are a little bit low and messed up, you can get little dots. Those are called petechiae. And um, that's a possibility. It could be bites. It could be folliculitis, which is just the hair follicles. It could be, um, when I say bites, it could be bug bites or something like that. That's going to be a hard one for me to answer, though. Well, this is going to be another one because you uh, haven't seen any results. A texter had uh, a GED uh, scope done on Thursday, and three biopsies were taken from the throat, the stomach, and in between. So what do you think they found? I'm on meds now. Oh, is that, this a GERD issue? You think? Yeah, that, that's hard. You know, so somebody had an upper endoscopy. So when do you get an upper endoscopy? You get that if you're having um, bad reflux disease because reflux disease, which is just acid, heartburn, um, if that gets too bad, it can get up into your esophagus. And if it gets up into your esophagus, it can cause damage. And if it gets too bad, it can be permanent damage, and it can even lead to changes in your esophagus, which can lead to cancer. So... What this person is getting it done for, I'm not sure. I can't tell from just the, from the caller. But when they take biopsies, they put a scope down there, they just take a little teeny forceps, and they take a little piece. And then they look at it under a microscope, and they're probably looking for inflammation, for esophagitis. Um, that would be the main thing. The second thing they're obviously looking for is cancers. So... Um, Cancers of the throat and esophagus. Um, now I get to preach. As I know it's a Sunday morning, so cancers of the throat and esophagus are made at much, 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 much higher risk if you drink a lot and if you smoke. And if you both drink and smoke, you're at extremely higher risk for esophageal head and neck and throat cancers. Uh, texter said, well, we got a lot of texts this morning. Is it better to treat toenail fungus with over-the-counter treatments or seeing a doctor? Yeah, the over-the-counter treatments for your toes, and I'm wearing sandals, and so no one look at my toenails because I have this very condition. If you've got a little uh, discoloration, <laughs> people are looking at my toes. If you, if, you, um, if you have a little discoloration at the ends of your toes, that's toenail fungus. And the over-the-counter stuff, you know what? They do absolutely nothing. <laughs> they don't help. Um, uh, what I tell people, if you've got that thick and discolored toenails, I say, here's what you need to do about that. You need to live with it. You need to just get used to it. Um, if you happen to be a foot model and they need to take pictures of your feet, then you're in trouble. Um, uh, the treatments for, for that are a pill. There's a few of them. All of them are escaping me. Lamacil, I think, is one of them. Um, Terfenamine or something like that. Anyways, you take a pill. You take it for 12 weeks in a row, and... For those who take it for 12 weeks, half of them it's going to fix your toenails, and the other half it's not. For those who fixes it, it's going to come back in another half of those. So it's not really worth doing. If you really, really, really want to get rid of your toenail problems, you should have the toenail, here we go, removed. <laughs> take a pliers. No, no. No, I'm kidding you. Don't just take a pliers, but go, go to somebody, and they'll numb it up, and then they'll take your toenail off. Is it safe? It is safe. <laughs> okay. It is, Denny. It is. I was just quoting a movie. That's oh, God. <laughs> All right, that's a whole other topic. Uh, we're getting very unusual text messages this morning, as the first one was, was evidence of that. Uh, the last couple of nights, I know we have to break here in a couple of minutes. The last couple of nights, I've been waking up with bites all over me like a mosquito, but a hard bump. Jeez, you're, you, you're giving me ones. You know, it's Sunday morning at the fair, Nettie. I don't know the answer to that. You know. I wonder if they're sleeping outside. So, there, so, again, if you're having little bumps that are showing up on your skin, it's probably... Um, 
you know, just something's biting you or, or the yeah, like, if it's a think. brand new thing. Um, I'm not sure what else I can say about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, somebody, um, I did get a question from the audience about sleep apnea. Yes. And we did a show a few weeks ago about sleep. We did. Um, but uh, for those of you who have sleep apnea, you know what it is? It's more than just an inconvenience. Um, what it is is that when you sleep at night, the soft tissues of your throat kind of get caught in there and you you don't move air in and out and so what happens is that you get low oxygen levels in your in your bloodstream while you sleep and your body wakes up sometimes every minute sometimes every hour but it's sometimes as often as every minute and with that low oxygen levels it's not good for your heart in the long term it's not good for your health in the long term and it makes you really tired during the day so treatments for sleep apnea are really good now they're really good. No more of those big, huge machines that sounded like a wind tunnel. You know, right. those old machines that That's were. Right. They're, you know, now they're just a little thing. You can barely hear it. And um, they're really effective. You can also get surgeries done. That's helpful as well. So there are lots of good treatments. So if you're really, really tired during the day, and if your bed partner tells you that you snore, you don't have to snore to have sleep apnea, right. but then you should go get a sleep study done. And boy, what a great place Hennepin has, I know from yeah, personal experience. Yeah, you can great. do it at our place. You can do it at Hennepin. Just go to hennepinhealthcare.org. We have another half hour of the show to go here, live from the Minnesota State Fair, if you want to call in. But again, texters are having it's a field a day today. Day. Yeah, there's but, about 50 of them. Yes, yeah, 651-989-9226 is our phone number. You can certainly call in. We'll put you on as soon as we get the, get the break finished here coming up. Or if you like, send that text number uh, to 81807, 81807. Nice day here at the fair. We could get some showers later on. You stay tuned to News Talk 830 WCCO. And good morning. Welcome to this broadcast at the Minnesota State Fair Healthy Matters. This is an open line show. Dr. David Hilden, our physician in charge here this morning, as he usually is, every Sunday morning. And we're lucky to have him here. Uh, If you have a question, any kind of general health question here at the fair, come on up or uh, call us. We have callers on the line and texters. We have about a million text messages. We have a million text messages and several calls that look to be anonymous but uh we'll we'll see if we can't get that figured okay so welcome to the fair welcome to the show how many of you this is your first minnesota state fair oh there are some oh yeah Uh, we've got a couple um and then one guy who's lying because i know he's been here before but we have a couple (laughs) how many of you are um have been here 10 times or more yeah yep look at that look at that how many of you are from out of state Yep, we got a couple, a couple, yep. Um, how many of you are from St. Paul? Boo. How many are from Minneapolis? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for coming. Say, um, my name's David. I'm a doctor at Hennepin. Um, you can check us out at hennepinhealthcare.org. I do want to remind you about something I talked about in the first half of the show. Traumatic brain injury is one of the biggest things we do at Hennepin, formerly HCMC. The hospital's still HCMC, but our... our company now is Hennepin Healthcare because we're more than just one hospital. Um, but one of the biggest things we do is traumatic brain injury. In fact, I, I think we're the largest traumatic brain injury program in Minnesota. And so on, if you're a runner or even if you're not, if you have a dog or even if you don't, consider coming to Charlene's Dog Run. Charlene was a runner and a, a lover of dogs both, and she um, died of a, a brain injury. And so this is in her honor and to raise money for traumatic brain injury research. Go to charlenesdogrun.com and register. It's on September 9th in just a couple of weeks. 
weeks. Um, and the, the proceeds go to, go to Hennepin. So um, uh, please check that out. Um, and uh, are we ready to take some calls? Uh, we're going to try. I'm going to ask Kevin downtown if he would just uh, punch up that first caller. And yeah, these uh, calls are coming in to the studios in downtown Minneapolis. We're and having are a, getting little, a little technical glitch or two as far as the, the call. Yeah. So uh, if not, uh, we have plenty of uh, text messages in the meantime. The fact that let's do this. Is it possible, Texter says, Doctor, to have no pain with the gallbladder, just a heaviness in your chest? Yeah, that's actually an interesting question because um, gallstone, your gallbladder um, is a you don't need it for living, but what it does is it makes it stores bile to help you digest. That's what it does. Your liver makes acids to help you digest your food all all day long, all day long, all day long. But we're not cattle. We don't graze all day long. Um, we eat in mealtime. And so what you need is all those digestive juices right when you eat. So what happens is that they go from your liver and they get stored in your gallbladder. And then when you eat, your gallbladder squeezes and it helps you digest food. Um, if you have gallstones or if you have gallbladder disease, that can really hurt. And sometimes it can hurt way up into your chest, even though your gallbladder is right here in the right upper part of your belly. Um, um, it can hurt up into your chest. And so if you have gallstones and you have pain from that, the treatment is fairly simple. It's to get rid of your gallbladder. You can still digest your food um, without a gallbladder. I think it's one of the most common surgeries there is. The other interesting thing about gallbladder disease is that it can sometimes get messed up or confused with heart disease. And so especially if you're a woman or a diabetic person with diabetes, if you have a vague chest pain, it could actually be your gallbladder or it could be your heart. So you do want to look into both of those. Um, the, The typical heart attack that you all hear about, the crushing chest pain where you grab your chest and it feels like an elephant sitting on your chest, that happens to lots of people. But a lot of people, that doesn't happen. It's a vague sense. Sometimes, especially in women, especially in women, sometimes it's just nausea. Sometimes it's a vague ache. And it could be your heart. It could be your gallbladder. Is that good? Um, I do want to remind people one other thing, one other little... Sure. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. Get a free coffee mug. If you've just joined us, this crowd has tripled in size since we started. Um, um, Paul, my colleague Paul, is around the corner here. Come up to the veranda and get... Oh, there he is right there. There's Paul right there. Um, you can get yourself a free coffee mug. And w- the Minnesota State Fair practically equals free stuff. So go over and get yourself a free coffee mug. I think Kevin has Lee in Maple Grove on the phone with, uh, with a question. Uh, Lee, go ahead. You're on uh, CCO with Dr. Hilden. Yes, Dr. Hilden, my brother-in-law was in terrible pain needing rotor cup surgery and uh, finally got to the doctor and said that he couldn't have surgery for two months, went to Mayo, and it was even longer than that. Do you want to talk about the lack of surgeons and Uh, how many surgeries that one doctor has to do, you know, in one day? So was that they couldn't get in because there was a lack of a surgeon to do it? Well, I don't know what the reason was, but um, he they couldn't be scheduled in either place for like over a month. Oh, that's yeah. So what, what what she's talking about is a rotator cuff. Your rotator cuff is the four muscles in the surrounding structure that's in your shoulder that allows your shoulder to, well, to rotate. How about that? And so um, uh, that's the surgery. And if you have a torn one of the four things in your rotator cuff, if it's partially torn, sometimes you don't need surgery; it heals. If it's fully often you need a surgery. I don't know about why you're having to have such long waits. 
Um, here's what I would do if I called uh, another healthcare system and they told me I had to wait two months for my surgery. I'd call a different healthcare system. That's what I'd do. Um, uh, I would uh, I would keep looking around. I don't know why they're taking that long. Um, rotator cuff surgeries aren't usually. Um, emergent. In other words, you don't have to do it right now. But if you're in really bad pain and you can't move your arm and you can't lift your arm above the level of your shoulder, you shouldn't be waiting for months and months and months to get your surgery. So maybe just keep calling around. As far as I know, there's not a lack of surgeons around. At Hennepin, we don't have a lot. We have great surgeons. I love our surgeons, and there's enough of them. I don't think we. I'm not. I don't. Not aware of any shortage of surgeons. What I would suggest, though, when you get a surgery. Um, you do want to go to someone who knows, who's done that one. So if you have like an orthopedic surgeon whose specialty is knee replacements, you probably don't want to go to that person for your shoulder. So, or, you know, you don't go to a heart surgeon to get your arm worked on. So I would go to someone who does shoulders. I'd go to, you know, who I'd go to, I'd go to Nancy Luger. She is a surgeon at Hennepin. She does shoulders and she's awesome. Give me a little, I'm, if, I, if I could take a second. Sure. The orthopedic surgery department at my hospital is unique in the country, and I'm going to use a, this, um, this moment to tell you why. We're one of the only orthopedic surgery departments in the country that has majority women as surgeons. And um, that's a good thing. I, I literally was out for a little happy hour after work, and I saw about four or five of them, and I said, geez, well, who's doing the operating room? You're all here. But, um, but we talked about that. It's very unique. Um, orthopedic surgeons are the power tool people. I always tease them about they buy their surgical equipment at Home Depot. But it's so you might imagine that that's not one that women have gravitated to. You won't get better orthopedic surgery care than at Hennepin by the men, but the majority of them are now women. I think five of the eight surgeons are women. You get the best orthopedic care in town. Very good. Texter says this, and we should congratulate him or her. What can I do to reduce varicose leg veins? I do all this exercising, lift two or three times a week, spin classes a couple of times. I lost 45 pounds over the previous two years, 127 pounds now. Wow. Well, first of all, good for this um, person who, who texted that in. That's a great workout regimen. And, and um, uh, I think the question was about her veins, but I do want to say that, that – um, you can't exercise your way to weight loss, but this person, it sounds like, has done a really uh, concerted effort at trying to live healthy and, um, and be active, and so good for her or him. I don't, I'm not sure. Not sure either. But varicose veins, they are, your veins are, have a big job to do. They have to re- bring all the blood back to your heart. That's their whole job. Bring bo- blood from your body to your heart. And if you can imagine, um, we have to stand upright. The blood in your feet has a long way to go goes all the way up to your heart you know that's hard to do so your veins have little valves in there little flaps that hold the blood as they work its way up kind of like a a ladder those veins can get engorged and enlarged and they can get unsightly and so a varicose vein that is just superficial and small is just that unsightly but if they get bigger and really big they can be painful so fortunately, um, there is something you can do. There's a sclerotherapy you can do now, and um, the old, which is they inject something in there and it makes the, the varicose veins go away. Mm. It's not nearly as painful as the old thing, which was vein stripping surgery, right. which was barbaric. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it was, it was like they, they, they cut your veins out and it hurt. But the new treatments um, are um, sclerotherapy, and it's quite effective. Very good. I know we have to take a quick break here. Let's get this other text in there if we could. Have you heard if there is a shortage of that new shingles vaccine? Uh, I don't. I don't know if there's a. I don't think so. But there was for a little while. 
Um, the manufacturer um, uh, got a little bit uh, behind. The new shingle vaccine is over 90% effective, and the old one was 60% effective. So if you got the old shingle vaccine, get the new one. If you didn't get the old one, still get the new one. It doesn't matter if you had chicken pox in your life. It doesn't, you don't have to do any testing. It's highly, highly effective. And so I think they were running behind on manufacturing just because they were surprised at how many people were getting it. If you're over the tender age of 60, you should really consider getting it. And many people suggest if you're over the age of 50, you might consider getting it. But I do recommend it for everybody. Shingles is a painful condition, and in 10 to 15% of the people, it will result in a lifelong painful condition, so it's worth trying to avoid. Very good. Let's take this quick break, and we'll be back with more live from the Minnesota State Fair. It's Healthy Matters here on Newstalk 830 WCCO. And welcome back to our veranda here at the Minnesota State Fair, our WCCO Broadcast Center here at the Minnesota State Fair on a beautiful Sunday morning. Now, what is the temperature? Let me look at 70. Now, we hit 70. We're going to hit about 87 later today. Well, Dr. Hillen, as you can see, we have a lot of text messages, uh, and uh, not the least of which is one that came in a few minutes ago. Okay, I'll read this one. It says, good morning, I'm an epileptic, and I had a subdural hematoma about 15 months ago, and I was put on a couple of medications, um, Keppra and Phenytoin, and my doctor wants to wean me off of one of them because the benefits outweigh, the risks outweigh the benefits. Okay, so this is a question about anti-epileptic drugs, and I won't get into the specifics of this person, but when you have a subdural hematoma, is a bleed in your brain. That's bleeding inside your brain, Um, and and, um, often that can lead to seizures. So this person um, who who, um, called this one in, um, phenytoin is an old medication with lots of side effects, and the other one, Keppra, is a newer one. So I guess the take-home message of that is just ask about side effects, and um, it's reasonable to make that change, um, and that's why they're doing that. All right, very good. Uh, we've got, again, a lot of text messages. And, again, if somebody here in the uh, audience at the State Fair has a question, come Actually, on Actually, I've had two or three oh, in, the, in, the, in the break time. So, um, I've had a questions about dental implants from the audience for sleep apnea. So a lot of you maybe use a sleep apnea machine, um, uh, a CPAP machine, that's that little mask you wear, or you've heard about it. They work really well, but there is an alternative. If you're not tolerating the machine and the mask is uncomfortable, you can get these dental appliances put in where they move your mouth a little bit, and so that they are effective. If you're already getting good results, however, with the, um, with the machine, I don't think I'd make the change. But if you have sleep apnea and are still having trouble, um, if you're, you're tired during the day, you're snoring, you're waking up a lot at night, you might consider going to an oral surgeon and have, they're a dentist, basically, an oral surgeon, and having uh, an oral appliance looked at. You can go to the Hennepin one. We have a great uh, dental um, group that does that at Hennepin. Dr. Hill, and I know you've addressed this a number of times before, but a texter wants to know, what's the reason for low blood sodium? Mine is a point or so under uh, sometimes. Yeah. Now, that's not, that doesn't mean eat more salt. No, exactly. Denny knows that one, don't you? Um, low, uh, low blood sodium doesn't mean you need to eat more salt. We rarely recommend you eat more salt for, for like, anything. Low blood sodium can happen from a condition where you have too much where you're dehydrated, or it can happen from other conditions such as um, heart failure, liver disease, kidney disease. It can happen for uh, like 20 or 30 different reasons. If your blood sodium is low by just one or two points, my suggestion is don't do anything. You don't have to do anything about it. But, um, you, uh, but the take-home message is don't eat more salt. 
And we were talking earlier with uh, Jill out here, uh, a PA, now a physician assistant. Somebody wants to know the difference between, see if we can find it, a, a PA and a nurse practitioner. Yeah, they're both um, professionals in healthcare fields. A physician assistant, um, I have some in my family. I work with a lot. They are um, independent practitioners who go to a master's level program after college. Um, and uh, they, um, physician assistants can work in a, It's actually a very old term. Um, uh, they don't assist me during the day. Um, they're part of the, the team, and they independently see patients. And, the, and PAs can see patients in the clinic. They can see them in the hospital. They can see patients in emergency departments and in um, uh, operating rooms. They come out of a different practice model. It's a, it's a master's level program after college. And then a nurse practitioner comes out of a nursing model. So um, a registered nurse um, um, goes to nursing school, gets a bachelor's of nursing, and then a nurse practitioner can go to advanced training. At, the, at Minnesota, that is a doctorate program. So you actually become a doctor of nurse practitioner. Wow. And a nurse practitioner is also an independent provider who can see patients in the clinic, in the hospital, in a variety of other places. They are um, highly valuable members of the healthcare team. Let's put it that way. There aren't enough PAs, nurse practitioners, doctors to see everybody. We work as teams, and um, uh, I personally would go to any one of them. All right. Very good. We have a couple of minutes to go, Doctor. Uh, we, as you know, we always get to some home remedies for various, various maladies. Yeah. Uh, like uh, mustard was talked about for whatever. Leg cramps. Everybody leg wants cramps. to take mustard for leg and cramps. And we've heard this before because you're talking about toenail fungus. Yeah. And the text just says, Vicks VapoRub cleared my toenail fungus. Oh, good grief. Okay, I've never heard that ever. But you know what? It isn't going to hurt. So you know, you give it a try, I guess. Um, hey, if you didn't get one of our free coffee mugs, we've just got a minute or two. I work at Hennepin Healthcare, the greatest hospital in the world. How's that, Paul? I said it's the greatest hospital. He's our marketing manager, so I have to tell <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so um, hennepinhealthcare.org is our website. You can follow my blog at myhealthymatters.org. You can follow me at Twitter. It's Dr. David Hilden. And um, you can do all that if you're into the social media stuff as well. All right, I know we have to go here pretty quickly, but uh, maybe a quick text. A history of acid reflux. I've been on uh, protonics for almost 20 years. Should I be concerned with prolonged use? Uh, You know, we think that it's probably okay to be on those acid blockers long term. However, they do affect absorption. They do affect metabolism of some of the minerals in your body. Um, it's, you don't want to be on any medication for 20 years if you can help it. Um, but if you need it, it's probably okay. But just make sure you're getting long-term follow-up with your doctor. All right. And if you missed the show, if you're out of town, you can always ch- check it out on podcasts, right? Yeah. Um, this show is um, put in podcast form, all condensed into about 30 minutes. Go to myhealthymatters.org and just click on Listen to Podcasts, and you can get all of these shows. Um, and you can go to... Um, HennepinHealthcare.org, and they're there as well. We're going to have more mugs for next week's show? Yep, if you want to come back and get another one of those mugs, if you just put tape over it, you don't have to look at my face. <laughs> That's okay. And if you need a primary care doc, what's the easiest number to remember? Come see us. We have clinics all over the western metro area in Golden Valley and St. Anthony and Richfield and in downtown Minneapolis. Um, call us up at... Um, What's the number? 873-MY-MD. Uh, uh, 612-873-6963. See you back here. Your money next here on CCO.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 